Cats, welcome back to another episode of Chat About That. I'm your host, Bella, and in this episode, I'm going to be talking about an evening with Antony. Before I chat about that, I just want to say... I know it's been a while since I posted an episode. I do think I'm going to have to go back to one episode a month. I know that that's not really the best schedule for a podcast, but my life has been getting really hectic lately, and I really only think that I'm going to be able to post one episode a month, and I'd like to post more. I'd really like to post one a week, but things are just getting really crazy here, and I do think I'm going to have to go back to one episode a month or... Um, you know, one episode the first week of the month and one episode like way, way late in the month or the last week of the month. So hopefully I'll be able to have two a month, but I don't want to promise anything that I'm not able to deliver. So I just wanted to let you guys know that. So for this episode, I really wanted to chat about an evening with Antony. So you might be thinking, what is an evening with Antony? So I did an entire episode on Queer Eye and I talked about Anthony Porofsky in that episode, and he is the food guru of the Fab Five. And if you don't know anything about him or the Fab Five or Queer Eye, I highly recommend that you go and listen to that episode because I chatted about all of them and what Queer Eye is and how much I love that show. So a couple of months ago, Anthony from Queer Eye, he posted that he was going to be publishing a new book called Let's Do Dinner and he was going to be doing a book tour throughout the US and he was actually coming to DC. So I told my mom and my sister about it and my mom was really interested in seeing him live and he was going to be doing these live cooking demonstrations um, with recipes from the book and we were really excited about it. So we got tickets right away and it was supposed to be at the Warner Theater in DC. And then a couple of weeks before the event, Anthony announced that he was going to be doing the tour virtually instead because of the Delta variant. And he was just a little worried about not just himself gathering for the event, but the safety of all the people attending. So, you know, I was a bit disappointed in that, but I was still happy that he was doing the book tour in some capacity. And so before I actually talk about the event, I want to talk about my struggles and frustrations with trying to get the tickets switched over to the virtual event because this was an absolute nightmare and I'm just really frustrated with Live Nation and Ticketmaster and I honestly I don't know if I ever want to purchase tickets from them ever again because the situation and the whole process of doing this was really really frustrating and disappointing and I don't blame Anthony at all just want to say that I don't blame him he has nothing to do with Ticketmaster or Live Nation like he he's just creating the event he's just performing at the event or you know demonstrating his cooking at the event he doesn't have anything to do with live nation so i don't blame him in any way it's not his fault it's not his responsibility to switch the tickets over um it's the vendor's responsibility um and so again everything that i'm saying has no malice towards antony at all just wanted to say that um i don't think he'll ever listen to this podcast or see this but If you do, Antony, hi, I have nothing against you and all my frustrations are not uh, geared towards you because I absolutely enjoyed the event so much. Um, I I had the best time watching the event with my mom and we'll get into that. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to preface that I'm not mad at Antony at all. So when I first heard that the event was canceled, I saw it on Instagram and Antony mentioned in the um, post that he was going to, you know, have the, the event be virtual instead and that the vendors for the events were supposed to be in contact with the you know the participants and that 
they would alert us of how we can switch over our tickets. So I was like, okay, I'm sure that I'll get an email at some point. So about a week goes by and this was about a month, maybe a month and a half before the event. So about a week goes by and I don't hear anything from Live Nation, from the Warner Theater, from Ticketmaster, nothing. I heard absolutely nothing. So I sent an email to Ticketmaster or Live Nation, one of them. Um, I'm just going to call them the, the ticket venue. Um, I sent an email to the ticket venue, didn't really hear anything back about it. Um, so then I was getting worried because it was about two weeks out um, and I had no way of <laughs> accessing the live stream um, for an event that I literally paid for that's not going on anymore. So I started to tweet at Live Nation, Ticketmaster, and the Warner Theater. I was tweeting at them saying this event's canceled. I like sent them, you know, in my tweet, I, I, I retweeted like Anthony's thing and I posted from Anthony's website where it says like you can get your tickets transferred and all this stuff. And I like had all the receipts. And then I got a couple of messages back um saying like oh we're sorry for your frustration you can dm us so i was like dming with like live nation or Ticketmaster, like one of those and you know the ticket venue was like saying oh you know can you send me your your ticket confirmation number like we'll get this sorted out so i sent it to them didn't hear anything back from them then i started emailing the the ticket venues um you know help thing or whatever and i was saying like this event is not happening anymore can you like do something about it you know, I want my money back or I want to get transferred. And then they were saying, oh, because the Warner Theater still has it listed. I'm paraphrasing, but basically because the Warner Theater still had it listed as an event that was happening, I was not able to get a refund and um, they weren't going to give me my money back. And I was like, okay, this event literally is not happening anymore. And they're like, well, we can't do anything about it. So then I went to the Warner Theater's website. Um, I had to go a really weird roundabout way, but I eventually found an email address for the Warner Theater. The Warner Theater's in DC, if you don't know where it is. And I like it a lot. I've been there plenty of times. People that were very nice, but I just, I don't know, I was very confused. So I went to the website. Before I found this email address that like took me forever to find, the Warner Theater had a um, line, like an, a phone number that you could call. So I, I called them and it was like this robot that was telling me that I could like call somebody from like the, the ticket desk or whatever. So I get to, you know, that part in the, in the phone call. You know, when, when you get like a phone call and it tells you press one for this or whatever. I like went through all these freaking numbers with them. Eventually got a hold of the ticket box office and it said the Warner Theater is closed until April. All shows have been canceled. Okay, well, your website's not updated. So then I found the email address. I emailed Warner Theater. Again, all the receipts saying Anthony's event's canceled. You know, it's not happening. It's supposed to get, like, we're supposed to get transferred over to this live stream event. Super annoying. I got an email back maybe a couple days later. Again, this is like a week before the event. I got an email back from the Warner Theater and they said, we've updated the website and this event is no longer happening or whatever. I'm like, okay. <laughs> That doesn't help me. So I'm, you know, contacting them and I'm trying to contact Live Nation and Ticketmaster and all these things. So annoyed. Eventually I get an email back from Ticketmaster or Live, whatever, the ticketing venue. I get an email back from them and they're saying, oh, so since this, this event has been canceled, like you can get your money back. How do I transfer my freaking ticket? So you're just gonna cancel it. So then I was like, I just told my mom, I was like, look, I'm probably gonna get my money back for this. I'm just gonna purchase a a live stream ticket because at this point like I don't want it to sell out I don't want to like not go to this event so I purchased a ticket and 
everything with that on Eventbrite was like totally fine. I got the um, Zoom link like the day of and everything and it was totally fine. But I was like thinking to myself, like, did I get all these people their money back for canceling, like getting the event canceled? Like, was this me or did a billion other people email them and say, hey, this event's canceled? Like, I don't know. And were they going to cancel it anyway? I have no idea. I don't know if I did that. I don't know if it was a combination of me and a lot of other people bitching at them. But eventually we, you know, got <laughs> got the event canceled and I was able to attend the event. I did get my money back and, you know, I'm happy about that. But I just think that the whole situation with having to go send all these emails and then getting conflicting information, like I just found that to be really frustrating, really annoying. Again, I have nothing against Anthony. That's he was not his fault at all. Um, but I just I think that if you're going to, you know, host an event and it gets canceled, like you as like a company or as a, a venue need to be on top of whether or not you know events are still happening. Um, I just think that's kind of ridiculous, and I was I was really really frustrated with that. Now getting into the actual event. So the event, like I said, um, I did receive a um, link to access the live stream, and it was hosted. It wasn't on Zoom. It was hosted on like some other live streaming site and it was really cool because you could go in and you could ask him questions and you could do like a little chat and stuff so he answered some of the questions and during the live stream he was actually joined by Tegan from Half-Baked Harvest and I had heard of Half-Baked Harvest before but I you know wasn't really super familiar with her or you know her her brand and all of that and she is an Instagram influencer but she's also a chef and she um is actually writing her own cookbook, I believe, but she has this really beautiful Instagram account and every single day she posts a different recipe and they're so beautiful. Like the food that she makes looks so incredibly beautiful and I wanna make every single one of her recipes because they look so good. But he was joined by her and it was cool because they could ask each other questions and sort of bounce off each other because he didn't have that, you know, audience to bounce off of. Um, and at first when I heard that about that, I was like, okay, is this just going to be them talking the whole time? But no, it was actually like, it was really, really cool. Um, and I really liked that he had her there. Um, like I said, he did answer some questions from the audience and um, my question wasn't answered, but that's okay. He did answer like a lot of really cool questions. So what he is actually doing on the live stream is first he introduced himself, you know, talks a bit about, you know, his background and, um, you know, that he had written a cookbook a couple of years ago and he wanted to do another one. So the original cookbook were just like his favorite recipes. Um, but then this cookbook, he wanted to do specifically dinner. And this cookbook is called let's do dinner. And I forgot to mention that everybody who purchased um, a ticket got a signed copy of the book. So that actually just arrived um, at my parents' house. My mom has the book right now, but I'm really excited to try all the recipes, especially the recipe that he made during the live stream. So he made this warm kale salad with chicken. And at first my mom was like, ew, gross kale. Like, ew. I actually like kale. I used to hate kale, but I love it now. Um, but basically he was talking about how kale is a really good um, green to have in your diet, but it's kind of difficult to work with sometimes and people don't really know how to work with it properly. So normally when people get it, it's really tough and it's like really overpowering. But he was talking about, since this is a warm salad, that you actually make this dressing and it's a warm dressing and then you mix it with the chicken 
and it um, sort of softens up the kale and releases a lot of the flavor. So he talked about how, you know, you wash the kale and there's some other prep work that you go into making this recipe. And so yeah, he just like, you know, talks about how he, you know, roasted some almonds the night before and chopped them up. And he talked a lot about like different techniques he does with chopping and, you know, uh, the chicken he used was actually a rotisserie chicken that he got at the grocery store. And he said, that's a really great, um, you know, thing that you can buy at the store because it's already pre-made. You can use it, you know, for salads, you can use it for soups, uh, you can just eat it by itself. Like there's a lot of versatility with rotisserie chicken with, which I, I kind of knew about that, but like, it was nice to hear like from like an actual chef talking about how like rotisserie chicken is actually something that's like really valuable to have in the kitchen. Um, I don't know. I thought that was really interesting. And then again, what he was saying about the kale that you actually have to wash the kale and you have to like massage the kale um, because it like releases some sort of like, I don't know. It's, it's, it helps with the kale's like flavor and like texture and stuff. But um, I always thought like washing your kale and massaging your kale was like kind of stupid, but no, it actually makes perfect sense based on what he was talking about. So basically he took the chicken, he was like cutting up the chicken, he was um, taking the kale off of like its like stem and he was like cutting it up and washing it. He also made these beautiful croutons. We well, didn't actually make them. He So what he did was he got bread from the store and he ripped it up into like big chunks and then he just lets them sit out and get hard. Um, so basically like croutons are either baked um, piece of the bread or they're sort of basically stale bread but when you mix it with like the dressing and everything in the salad it, it tastes really good but yeah so he made that and then what he was doing was he's making the dressing he mixed olive oil and a bunch of other things into this dressing and he was like basically just like cooking it on um on the pan and then he also added anchovies now i think anchovies are disgusting and I would never use them in anything but he was talking about how if you want if you don't want to use salt a really great way to add flavor and salt into your um, meals is actually just using one anchovy and you basically just put it in the pan and you just like mix it up and it basically just dissolves and it adds a lot of flavor and my mom was saying like yeah that's actually like a really good point like that's really you know that's like a really good thing to do in cooking and everything. And I would never have thought about doing that. And he said that it doesn't give any sort of fishy flavor to the to the salad or anything or any sort of food that you're cooking with. Um, it doesn't add like a fishy flavor. It just adds a little bit of salt and like a nice extra flavor into you know the dish so I thought that was really interesting so you know he was making the salad and he was plating it and he was talking about how that's one of his favorite meals to make because it's actually really easy um there is a little bit of prep that goes into it but that's everything that you do like a day before and the prep for that didn't really seem like it was that difficult like just roasting like almonds or whatever other kinds of nuts that you want to put in it is actually pretty easy just like set the you know oven you chop off the nuts and you put them in and you know, they cook themselves. <laughs> so the prep work is not incredibly difficult, but he said it's like a really easy meal that he makes for him and his boyfriend. And uh, it looked absolutely delicious. So I'm really, really looking forward to making that recipe. Um, not just because he did it in front of us, but because it seems like a really easy meal. And it seems like something that's like, just, it looked so good. Like it looked amazing. And even my mom was saying like, I don't like kale, but that looks amazing. I would eat that. So yeah, that was like, 
pretty much the live stream that he did and and I'm making it seem like he just cooked a meal and like left but no he was talking a lot about different you know recipes and easy things to do in the kitchen and he was answering a lot of questions talking about some of his favorite dishes um specifically talking about um his book and how he really wanted to create a dinner cookbook and it was a little bit more curated um this time than his original book because that was just like his favorite recipes that he liked to do but this one is specifically for dinner and uh, I think that's really clever and I the meals that I cook most often for myself are dinner meals I, I rarely ever cook like lunch for myself except on like maybe on the weekends but uh, you know I I think that the the live stream was really interesting and Tegan from Half-Baked Harvest was so cool like she makes such beautiful things and it was really cool to watch them like talk off of each other and you know answer questions and sort of talk about things that they loved and and they had a lot of similar opinions about you know recipes and different ingredients that they like to use and I don't know, just I found the whole live stream to be really cool and really interesting. And, you know, I really would have liked to see him live. I think that it would have been a really, really cool experience. But I'm glad that he ended up doing it virtually, you know, just to have the the live stream and have the event at all. You know, I just I'm really grateful that he put that on. And I'm really, really excited about the cookbook. I there there were some of the recipes he was talking about that I'm really excited to try. And I think that there's gonna be like a lot of different kinds of things in the cookbook that I'm not really used to cooking because I normally make pasta or chicken dishes but I feel like I need to branch out into different types of meals and I think that cookbook is really going to give me some inspiration and just lead to a lot of really amazing recipes. So I know this episode was pretty short but that's all I really wanted to talk about in this episode. I, again I absolutely loved the live stream. I really love Antony. I, I love all of the guys from Queer Eye. I, I just think they're all really amazing people and they do such amazing work and I I just was really excited about seeing another event. Even though I wasn't able to go to it in person, it was still cool to have an event happen. And it just, you know, making me more excited for other events that are coming up. I'm going to the Jonas Brothers concert soon and also going to Florida for a week. So that event just kind of made me more excited to do things. Um, I've also been going to the Renaissance Fairs recently and I am I am gonna do a whole episode about that probably in November um just because I'm still gonna be going to a couple more events um in the meantime so stay tuned for an episode about the Renaissance Fairs I'm also gonna be doing an episode all about um Universal Studios and Halloween Horror Nights and uh Harry Potter World and even though I've been to Harry Potter World before I have never done Halloween Horror Nights and there's also a couple of things with Harry Potter World that I hadn't done the first time and new things that they've added that I'm gonna be doing so stay tuned for those two episodes coming soon and yeah, that was pretty much everything I wanted to talk about for this episode. So that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed learning about an evening with Anthony, learning more about some of the recipes that he cooks, and I hope it inspired you to try out some new recipes. Hope it inspired you to look into his book, look into him, look into Queer Eye. And like always, stay safe, stay classy, and I will chat again with you soon. Goodbye. <laughs>